Okay, welcome back to the We Maple video show. Today we're joined with Karen Simmons, founder and CEO of the Autism Today Foundation, the first online information and resource center for autism worldwide. Karen is currently preparing the world's first ever World Autism Summit, which by the time this episode airs may have already been a tremendous success, or we may cut things short today and see if we can get this episode out a little bit sooner. Karen, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you so much, Matt, for having me. I'm really thrilled to be here. Yeah, excellent. Wow, 14 books you've written, hey? Yeah, it's been a whirlwind. <laughs> when you have a lot of kids, you have a lot of energy, or yeah, they, they give you energy, and you have to have energy to have them. So Yeah, it really takes something to write one book, let alone 14 of them. Yeah, it's there's a lot to do. There's a lot of things you have to figure out, and there's a lot of things you have to help people with, so many many things to do and figure out yeah and there's some um maybe we could start with some of the distinctions in language the idea of um neurodiverse uh and autistic are th are those both in the same kind of spectrum of things or or how would you sort of define autism and and the neuro uh, diver diversity Neurodiversity is pretty much a newer term it, it's really an umbrella term to define a lot of different types of of invisible, invisible disabilities like ADHD, Tourette's syndrome, autism, uh, like a higher type of functioning autism, you know, different types of those types of disabilities. Um, and we don't even use the term disabilities anymore. I know that when we did the first Chicken Soup for the Soul, children with so-called special needs, there was such a, a, an influx of different types of titles that they came out with to define different types of um, situations, conditions that they define for special needs or autism. And there was such a pushback because the term special in itself, people didn't like that term because of all the people that made fun of people back in the day. Um, autism, um, autistic, uh, all these terms, uh, there's been a pendulum that has swung back and forth over the past 30, 40 years to define a person with autism or a person that's autistic. And there, there's so much of, around the language that has shifted. Bottom line is we're trying to help people around their sensory challenges, their behavioral challenges, their communication challenges, their emotional challenges. So that's really what we're trying to help here rather than the label itself. Yeah, got that. And, um, you know, this hits close to home for you as a mother of seven children, and you have two sons that uh, there's been some sort of an impact uh, in this kind of realm of things. Could you describe a little bit about what that was like, um, you know, from a from a parental perspective of, of the impact? Uh, and then also, you know, kind of how you got involved in this world and, you know, got so motivated to, to make a difference. Well, I'm a gemologist by trade. That was my passion was to travel around the world to collect gemstones. And we had jewelry stores. And then when my son was first diagnosed with autism, my, my sister-in-law told me I really needed to get him in because he had some behavioral traits that she heard about on a radio talk show. And I was very reluctant to take him in. But, you know, I dragged him in, kicking and screaming across the Glen Rose parking lot. Um, and they told me, well, yeah, he, he shows signs of autism, but bring him back in a year. And so reluctantly, I, you know, I brought him back in three months because they said that you need to get him into early intervention. People like Temple Grandin and other people said, you really, really need to have something right away, because if you don't, the, the trajectory of his lifespan is going to be thrown off kilter 
because he needs to have the help right away. Um, that really helped me just to get on, on the bandwagon right away. At My husband at the time didn't understand the importance. So he was in a state of denial for like 14 years until later on he, he said, you know, I think he's sitting in the back of the room and reading all the time. And a lot of families do stay stuck in this state of denial because they don't want to, they don't want to um, look at that maybe there might be something that they could do something about it at, you know, at an earlier age. Anyway, I'm off on a tangent here, but it's it, it's just clearly defining what the situation is at an early age that's so important. Like some of the social skills, some of the behaviors, the behaviors may look very, very different on a young child than they do on an older person. Um, I can tell you that when I when I went to one of the first autism society meetings and I saw a grown man, he was playing leapfrog in the middle of the dance floor. It was very, very profound to me to say, you know, like that's maybe what my son might look like at a later age. And that's when I hit home that, well, it's it may be cute when he's two and a half years old, but we've got to do something and make sure we can get the behaviors in, in order at an earlier age. I don't know if that answered the question. But. Yeah, well, I mean, 100%. We had a guest um, on the We Maple video show recently, and he was in his 60s until he got diagnosed. And it, it wasn't, you know, maybe severe enough that, uh, you know, they just, he, he thought he was different. And, you know, that had a tremendous impact on his on his friend groups and his experience through academia and, and then onto the work world. And um, so with, you know, your organization, which is based here in Alberta, Canada, and now this, you know, global summit, what is it that you're hoping to achieve um, with the World Autism Summit? We want to move the needle of understanding and success for people with autism and neurodiversity fastest way possible globally. That's what we want to do. We want everybody to understand, accept, and help and understand and you know, give people the success that they need and deserve. There's a lot of people in this world that have such skills, such, such gifts, strengths, and talents that we can tap into. And they, they're ignored they, because of some of the things that get in the way, maybe social skills, maybe the way that people, that people on the spectrum dress you know, silly things, you know, maybe they don't interact the same way that so-called neurotypicals act, but that doesn't mean that they don't have wonderful, wonderful skill sets. And they need to have really the opportunity to have a good job, not necessarily just st stocking shelves. They need to have an opportunity to have the best life they could possibly have, live in a great environment, have good friendships, have good opportunities to have great relationships, and a lot of this is just glazed over. So our hope is to have them have a great life. Yeah, I got that. And a very exciting event. This is uh, the first um, World, World Autism Summit. This is your inaugural virtual event, yeah. September 25th to October the uh, to October the 1st. And some big names uh, from the autism space, as I understand it, Dr. Temple Grandin, ASD Band, Veronica, Cartwright. Yeah. You know, you've got the Shania Twain of autism here and, and, and the rest of the gang. So, you know, what that what's that been like, uh, you know, kind of putting your entrepreneurial hat back on, but what's that been like to sort of get these groups and these individuals all coming together uh, and participate in the first event? 
Well, it's really exciting. And the thing that makes us different than everybody else is this is a world autism summit. We're reaching around the world, bringing people in from Australia, the UK, from Israel, from, you know, all over the world, because we really know it's a worldwide epidemic that's going on. I was talking to somebody in Africa and they said that what they do is sometimes is they'll leave their children on the side of the road because they don't know what to do. They don't know the resources. They don't know where to go. You know, and same thing happens in places like the Philippines and India, and they need to have the resources so they can tap into our resources in North America. So we have people in Italy, we have people from all over the world. That's why we call it the World Autism Summit. Um, it's it's very energizing and exciting. We have um, um, Mr. Spock and um, Captain Kirk in the workplace, you know, talking about not the real Mr. <laughs> Mr. Spock and Captain Kirk, but who knows? Um, we're going to be talking about that on a Friday night. We have gaming, which is really exciting because we have different games that they can play play to interact and, um, you know, focus on ideas and social interaction games, things that help with sensory process, sensory situations and communication areas that are going to help with their autism and make friends and, and that kind of environment. We, and also we have interviews with the ASD band. So we have the actual actors who all have autism. We have non-speaking people that are type, uh, Lane Hall with um, type in, let my type in, let you see. So that's a really very interesting movie that we have. We have Ellen Gerstein. Anyway, we have names galore. We have a lot of new stars that are coming, you know, so that we have, the people are gonna meet all kinds of people from all over. Yeah, um, massive, um, massive event from what I understand, more than 50 experts, as you say, from all over the world. And you've sort of it out <laughs> into um, early, early intervention, technology, mental health, uh, career training and employment is one thing in particular that I know Temple Grandin speaks to uh, quite frequently. And uh, John, our other guest on the show was talking about the importance of the workplace that oftentimes, you know, this um, fall off a cliff term where oh, yeah. uh you're you know when you reach a certain age range in your early 20s the support changes quite significantly and if these folks aren't set up to be in the workforce they can face a tremendous uh, barrier to the you know mm -hmm. well-being and, and the rest of their life what could you share with us about um about that that point the the falling off the cliff point or uh, in that kind of realm we want to give them wings so they don't fall off the cliff, but they fly into the sky. <laughs> we really do. And we have organizations like Pathways to for Autism and other iSocial and other organizations that are going to help us do that. Because like I said, our people with autism and neurodiversity are the cream of the crop in a lot of instances. And they have such unique and wonderful skill sets that people need to tap into. They need to understand that they are have many, many skill sets. So we want to help discover those skills, discover the gems within the people with autism and neurodiversity because they are there and we're going to help them discover those gems. And I'm a gemologist and I know that. <laughs> I know they're there and I'm helping people discover those gems. What I used to do at conferences when I was doing the live conferences is I would pass around a star sapphire and I'd have people shine the light on that star. And that's when the star would come out. And I, I would tell people that's what you need to do with your children is shine the light on them. Shine that light on 
that human being. And that's when you're going to see that star come out, that magnificence. We have Mike Lake, Lake who's also going to be coming out. And he has a son with autism. And um, he's very excited about talking about um, his son and how, how great he's doing and everything, too. So we have a lot of very, very unique and exciting and different um, you know, things that we want to cover because we do want to cover as many possible things as we can. And I know it's a lot of information for people to digest, but people can take what they want to take and, you know, and what they want to leave, they can leave and come back for it later. So that's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's excellent. And we'll make sure that we link to the uh, website for those potential sponsors or partners, attendees, uh, and we'll ensure to uh, include the link in the video, um, you know, in the broad sense of things, you know, you've been in this space for decades, and then now you've got this uh, event. What do you kind of uh, hope that the legacy of this summit will be? Well, I want to build a community, you know, with everyone in this, in this event, and other people too. have parents connect to parents, professionals connect to other professionals. The learning and education part of this has always been my passion because people need to know and understand what to do, where to go, how to connect to other people. It's not it's not the Karen Simmons show or the Autism Today show or anything like that. It's about everybody. It's about everybody connecting to everybody and helping move that needle of understanding and success the fastest way possible because these kids and these people need help and they need to be discovered. It's like discovering the gems because they are truly the gems, you know, in the world. Yeah. What are what are some of those hurdles, Karen, um, that folks might face uh, when it comes to the resources uh, for the families and the people on the spectrum to succeed? Um, social appropriateness, not being able to read somebody the right way. Maybe a person with autism may not look you in the eye, but that doesn't mean they don't see you. Um, maybe they don't hear um what you're saying, you don't think that they hear you. You don't think that they understand you. They may walk right by you, but they totally get what you're talking about. Um, the, you know, the, they they want to be loved. They want to be cared for too. You know, they do, even though they may not appear that way. A lot of times um, police officers or the, the, justice system, the justice system doesn't see them or understand them. And they may be incarcerated inappropriately, which is a big hurdle. Um, there, there are many challenges that they have. Maybe they, they don't um, dress appropriately for a certain situation and they don't understand the ramifications of doing, of not, you know, wearing the right type of clothing to a job interview. And they don't really get why they need to, you know, wear the proper clothes, what they need to wear. So those types of things need to be taught. They need to be taught at an early age. They need to also be taught at an older age. So, I mean, I can go on and on and on. <laughs> Um, some of the games, one of the games that we have um, that's going to be played on Sunday night teaches some of these different skill sets. And it's fun. You learn how to do this in a fun way and interact with some of the people that are, that are going to show up in the game. And the woman is um, uh, Leslie Robinson, who developed the game. Um, and it's going to be played after the Dungeons and Dragons game. So we have Dungeons and Dragons and we have, um, oh my gosh. <laughs> um, I mean, keep it real. Keep it real. Yeah, it's it's a very, very cool game. And she plays it with hundreds of thousands of people. So I want to get that game out there because it's going to help a lot of people. And because a lot of people that 
get incarcerated um, inappropriate for the wrong reasons. There's another game that is being that she's got together that's about people that are have been put in prison or in jail that um, that are coming out and that need to be put back into society. So I mean, there's a lot of different angles, lots of different things that need to be covered and need to be understood. I mean, it's a wealth of information that we have at this conference. I want to keep, you know, spreading the word. I want people to understand, and I want them to have hope, and I want them to have, I want them to have solutions, not just hope, not just awareness, but solutions to their problems, a way, you know, something, a trajectory, somewhere to go. Yeah, so, I got that. Really acknowledge your your passion and and what it takes to put something like this together. Um, as we near the end of this initial uh, conversation, what is it that the people can expect? You know, this is a conference that's running multiple days and has a handful of uh, speakers as well as panelists. Is this something that people will tune into live? Is it a mix of live with pre-recorded sessions? And then will the content be available for people if they miss these particular dates? Will the recordings and the presentations be available online? It's going to be live for an hour and a half during the day. Uh, we have a live panel participant section. Uh, there will be movies in the evening, and there, the rest of the content is going to be pre-recorded. It's been pre-recorded in August, so it's very fresh, recent content. I was in every single one of those meetings, <laughs> so I've been, it, it's all very, very good current content. Um, it's... Pacific time, it starts at eight o'clock. So everybody has to adjust their clocks to around that eight o'clock time frame. And it starts at eight and it goes until uh, four. And then at five o'clock to 6.30 is the live panel. And then at seven o'clock is the movie time. <laughs> and we have um, movies every night um, with, with the exception of Friday night, we have the Mr. Spock um, creates a career path uh, for people with autism with Captain Kirk. And then we have the game night on Sunday night and we're going to roll right into the game night. We're not going to stop for any breaks. We're just going to have the live panel and roll right into game night. So, and then we'll have a discussion. And if you want the drill down, here's the drill down. <laughs> there's going to be a live, you know, there's going to be a panel discussion about what the benefits are of the games and how they help with social interaction and people with the autism and neurodiversity world. So that's how that works. Exactly. But it's going to be fun. Lots of fun. High energy. You know, work hard, play hard. You know, like I've always learned, you know, go go big or go home, you know. So. Yeah, well, this certainly is an achievement. Day one, early intervention, the right track. Day two, adolescence and health. Three, school, education, career. Day four, vocation and employment. Day five, money and finances. Day six, gifts, strengths, creativity, and talents. And then day seven, living plans and community. Where can people find out more about the World Autism Summit, Karen? They can find everything about the World Autism Summit at worldautismsummit.org. They can also find out about it at autismtoday.com and autismtoday.ca. So those are the parent sites. So they can find everything. They can also... Email me directly because I live, breathe, eat, and drink autism today. So Karen at autismtoday.com. Oh, that's excellent, Karen. Thanks so much for joining us. And we look forward to having you back on the show uh, for a follow-up on how the conference went. 
Thank you too, Matt. It's wonderful to have you, or for me to be here. Thank you. You got it. Take care. You too.